Darling, didn't anyone ever tell you the rules you use to judge yourself aren't real? What's going on? Happy Monday. I don't know if you follow me over on Instagram, but every Monday I have this little tradition. I call it Movie Mondays. I have a list on Netflix. Netflix allows you to make these lists. And whenever I come across a movie that was like really popular when it came out, one that I've been meaning to watch for years. I'll add it to my Netflix list. And then on Monday, I go to the list, I pick a movie, and I start watching it. And it has helped me check off the list all these iconic movies and franchises and things that I had just never gotten around to seeing because I didn't prioritize it. So this is the power, in a fun way, of creating consistency and habits so that you can make progress in things big or small. So I don't know if you want to make progress in a movie list or if you want to join me for Movie Mondays. I post on my stories what the movie is going to be Monday morning. And so if you have Netflix, you can join me Monday evening for Movie Mondays and we can kind of watch it together. I started doing this back in 2021, the beginning of 2021, because I was just working like crazy. Mondays were always, you know, a rough day of the week. I think for everyone, they usually are. So I wanted something to look forward to on Mondays. And so that's what I did. And I realized just now I have not yet introduced myself. Hello, I'm Rebecca Biggie. I am the founder of The Body Image Solution. And if this is the first time you're listening to one of these episodes, we are an organization that's raising up a generation of women who feel confident in their natural bodies. That's the goal and purpose of the Body Image Solution. And I am so glad you're listening to this episode. You are welcome here. And that's a little bit about me and Movie Mondays. I am kind of a homebody. I like to stay in if I can help it and... That's one reason I, uh, one excuse that I now have is that, hey, it's Movie Monday. I can't go out. I couldn't possibly cheat on Movie Monday. So getting into the topic at hand, which is super relevant to the mission statement of the body image solution, just in general, because unfortunately, body image is not confined to weight. But a lot of times when I tell people that, you know, I I have this platform and teach women how to have a better relationship with their body and fix their body image, they are confused because they don't understand how a woman who is thin and fit would ever struggle with body image issues. And I'm like, are you serious? (laughs) Like, is that a real, are you you really saying this right now? Like, um, okay, let's, let's talk about it. Um, there are, uh, to, I'll put it this way. 
There are one billion ways that a woman could be insecure about the way she looks. If I could count them all, it, it would be the number of the stars in the sky is how many ways we've created expectation, pressure, weird things that women need to change about their natural body in order for them to live up to some expectation that culture has placed on us. Just to give a very brief, somewhat funny example, remember back in like 2007 when everyone was waxing their eyebrows and tweezing them so thin, so thin, that it was just like one hair going across the top of the eyebrow. Like, why did we do this? I don't know. But everybody did it. If you had thick eyebrows, people were like, you're disgusting and ugly and unattractive. Okay, so remember that? If you don't remember that, you got to Google it. Literally Google it. It's horrifying. And now what do we do today? We fill in our eyebrows. We fill them in. Like, complete opposite. Complete opposite. Like, it's, it's actually hilarious. If you start to look back at different beauty trends because you will see just how like okay well what's this type of like that's that's how it feels when you're when you're a woman you can be insecure about anything as long as someone has made a comment or or you've seen something on tv or certain products that are marketed towards women create this expectation that they need to use them like here, this is for you because you need this because without it, you're going to look weird. For example, look at any products designed for women. We can start with like beauty products or whatever. Why do they sell us foundation and concealer? Because the underlying message is your skin needs to look the same across your whole face. No areas can be red, no areas can be dark, no areas can have breakouts or or anything. You need to have the same color of skin across your whole face. Except, wait, wait, except in this one area on your cheeks, that's supposed to be pink. And we've got a product for that too. And all these different things, mascara, what's the message with that? Oh, your eyelashes need to be longer than they are. So we can have mascara. People get eyelash extensions. Women, I mean, we will sit, lay down for three hours once a month to have someone glue individual pieces of hair onto our eyelashes. To me, that in and of itself is like, yeah, yeah. Try to tell me. Body image is just about weight issues. Like you're, that, that's like the iceberg, right? That's the tip of the iceberg. That's what you can see on top. But all this stuff is going on underneath that, that makes it so heavy sometimes to exist in a woman's body. It makes it heavy If you're trying to carry all those expectations and live up to all those expectations, it's exhausting. 
And that's the point that I found myself a few years back. And that's when I realized I had severe body issues because I felt like I couldn't leave the house without wearing makeup. I felt like if someone could possibly see me not completely presentable, they would reject me. They wouldn't want to be my friend anymore. If it was a guy, he certainly wouldn't want to date me. Like, that's when I realized it, when I was absolutely exhausted by the pressure of keeping up with all these different things, spending money on all these different things that I felt like I had to do, I had to be, I had to change in order to exist in public spaces in a woman's body. And I know I'm not the only one who feels like that. Like, girl, isn't it tiring? I remember one day I was going into work. I was going into the office every day. And I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror once in the bathroom. And I was like, I wish that I was a man. I honestly am so envious of my male coworkers because these guys, they don't, they don't have all the maintenance, all the work. I have to wash and dry my long hair every single day. I have to put on this stupid makeup every single day and take it off every single night and do it all over again the next day. And I'm about to lose it. <laughs> I'm really going to lose it. And it was at that moment that I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it. Like, I refuse. I refuse to let these rules and these expectations dictate how I spend my time, how I spend my money, how I feel about myself, what I look at when I look at my face in the mirror. Like, no, this is ridiculous. Nope. Nope not doing that anymore. I'm not spending $98. This is a real thing. I'm not spending $98 on a tube of cellulite cream to rub it on my thighs. Can't believe this. Rub it on my thighs, expecting it to make my cellulite go away. I'm I'm not spending that money that way anymore. I'm not going to spend three hours lying on a table to get pieces of hair glued onto my eyelashes and spend $300 for that to save time putting on makeup. And just like little caveat, this is not me shaming any woman or man, I don't care, who wants to do that with their time and their money. But like, Go for it, by all means. I'm not, I'm not shaming anyone who chooses to do that. However, I am calling to attention the issue that underpins all of those decisions that we don't even consciously realize. The reason we think it is a good idea to spend three hours and $300 lying on a table, having people glue things to our eyelashes, is to save time in the morning by not needing to do your makeup and put on mascara. 
Well, I'm saying, why do you feel like you need to put on makeup anyway? We should be able to exist. We should be able to exist without the expectation and the pressure of having unnaturally long eyelashes. I feel like if God wanted us to have eyelashes that long, he would have gave us eyelashes that long. But we just don't need it. And so for me, how I have chosen to respond to this specific example is whenever I feel like I've got the extra energy, the extra creativity, I feel like I want to look extra beautiful today, I will take that time and that energy and I will create. I will use it as a way to express how I am feeling and I will change my appearance slightly to express that whenever I feel like it. But most of the time, I don't know if if you're aware of this, most of the time I'm not wearing makeup. When I'm on my Instagram stories, when I did my photo shoot, so for my book, Social Currency, I did a photo shoot for the, you know, the author picture. And I use those photos all the time. It's my profile picture on Instagram and all that. And I didn't wear makeup for that photo shoot. I didn't wash my hair for that photo shoot. I rolled out of bed, grabbed the clothing that I planned to wear for that shoot, and went to the shoot. I'm not wearing makeup. I did not do my hair. I do not have extensions. Everything about that shoot is real and natural. Everything about those photos, they're not even edited. He gave me the raw files. They're not edited whatsoever at all. And I do that because I want to show myself, first of all, what I truly look like. (laughs) I'm a big fan of honesty. I'm a big fan of the truth. And I want to know, like, this is what your body and face looks like. And I tell you, I think I look so good in those pictures. Like, and that's not to say like, oh, I think I'm perfect. That's another assumption that people have. Like people assume that if you think you look good without makeup or without whatever, you're like arrogant or full of yourself or you think that you're perfect. And I guess I'm kind of like, well, is that the worst thing in the world? Like, so you don't want me to be insecure and you don't want me to be like shameful of my flaws, but then you also don't want me to be confident and you don't want me to think I'm perfect. Like, what's going to make you happy? (laughs) What do you want? I think I look good in those pictures. And it's nice to know that this is what I actually look like. This is an accurate representation of a natural bodied faced woman. And I think it's important that people see that. I think it's important that I see it. And that's why I use these photos on my website, on my book jacket, on my Instagram, because no one is showing what women look like. Because there are so many different ways that we are insecure and that we can pick at these little flaws. It's definitely not only about weight. You know how I know that? I know that 
because when women open up to me and they tell me the real thing that they're most insecure about, it's, it doesn't have to do with their weight. It's always something really specific that has to do with a comment that someone made at some point in their life or a abnormal focus on like someone with a perfect nose or someone with perfect teeth. Teeth are a big one. Being insecure about your teeth, being insecure about your lips, being insecure about your fingernails. I'm not kidding. I've had women be like, I just feel like my hands look like a man man's hands or like a child's hands like I think that my my fingers aren't like ladylike and it's just like oh my gosh like your fingers like first of all I get it I have empathy for you I have compassion for that situation but on the other side I'm like your fingers let's think about what your fingers do for you like let's really dig into this and be like okay why are we judging our fingers based on what they look like let's not do that why are we hiding our hands in every picture that you take No, like that just shouldn't take up the mental space in your mind. It's not worth it. And especially when you think about aging, oh my goodness, like it's funny, there's kind of a trend going around right now on TikTok and whatever that's like, people are shocked when they find out an attractive fit woman is in her 30s. They're like, There's no way you can be in your 30s. She's 36. Like, oh my God. Like, they they like can't believe it, right? (laughs) And when I first saw those, I was like, oh yeah, good for them. Like, you know, they're, they're still looking good when they're in their 30s. But then I thought about it for a second and I was like, do you realize the context for women in their 30s over the past 20 years, let's say, has changed dramatically. Like 20 years ago, the women in their 30s were moms. They were moms, they were wives, they were working moms, single moms. They were stressed out of their mind. They were stressed out of their mind. And if I know anything, I know that stress is going to age you and make you put on weight and make you unhealthy faster than anything else on the planet. Stress. It's stress. But now, women in their 30s are gainfully employed. They've got advanced education and degrees. They live alone. They've got dogs or cats. They travel with their friends. We're happy. (laughs) We're happy. We're not these unappreciated, overworked, trapped women. That's why we look good. We're not prematurely aging anymore. That's what was happening to women. Oh, but again, that goes to show body image issues. It's not just weight. Like, gosh, you can be freaking out over your skin, over your hair, over your nails, over your, even like your bone structure. So like I said, there are 1 billion, 1 billion ways that women can feel insecure 
You can think that your pores are too big, that your bone structure is like wrong. I mean, there have been people who, you know, get get jaw surgery. They get their jaw redone because they think that their face is literally shaped wrong. And it's just like all of these things have the same root cause issue. That is, we have a hyper focus as a culture and society on what women look like. That's how we value them. That's how they are spoken about in interviews. That's what we focus on. For a long time, that's the only role they literally played in movies and TV shows. We are just now, just now, getting into an era where women are allowed to have voices of their own represented in TV and television, not related to a romantic interest of a man. Do you realize that? That says so much about what we have believed of women as a culture for the last 50, 60, however many years. One of the the TV shows I really appreciated for this reason was The Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit was a fantastic show, albeit a very white show, right? Not very diverse. But what I will give it is the storyline was about a woman and nowhere in that story was it all about her trying to get a man, a man trying to get her. It was just this woman and her interests and her mastering a skill and a game. That's something I've never seen before. I've, I've never seen that before. And I think that's really cool. So little recommendation, Netflix original series, The Queen's Gambit, highly recommend. And before I let you go, I know we're kind of in the middle of this right now and it's not like a super popular time to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. This is my show. (laughs) I get to do what I want. I have to share with you the most recent podcast review that was left for Confidently She. If you have not left your rating and review on iTunes, please do that. I would love to see it. This one is a five-star review, and this is from Sydney, and she has to say, I listen to podcasts solely based on if I actually get entertained while learning. And then in all caps, Rebecca does not disappoint. She makes me laugh, makes me seriously think, and ultimately leaves me with some kind of golden nugget that I'd rather not live without. Need, need, need this podcast. When I read that, I literally started crying. Like, there's not many things that make me emotional like that, that really tap into my my crying feelings. I'm trying to get better about that. I think crying is a really great way to process feelings and emotions. And your body thinks so, too. That's why, <laughs> that's why you do it. There's a purpose for everything, you know. Anyway, getting back to the point. I don't usually cry like that. But this is such 
a topic that is like in my heart. It is so in my heart that when I see that it has helped someone, it is life-giving to me. It is motivating to me. It is fuel for me to keep going because this gets really hard. This gets really lonely. And it's it's isolating to be on this side of the, the microphone not knowing what it is that that you think or that you feel or that your takeaways are. And that's one of the reasons I started the Everyday Upgrades membership and subscription so that I can now see who's in that subscription. I can interact with them. There's more of a personal touch to that, like a give and take. So if you want to join Everyday Upgrades, just go to everydayupgrades.com and you'll see all the information. But if you want to support this podcast and get exclusive weekly Friday episodes, become a subscriber on Spotify or iTunes. If you want to contribute, if this has helped you, that helps fund the production of this podcast, the time, the energy, the effort that goes into it. And if your budget is $0 and you can't contribute anything other than a message that's going to make me cry, I'd love to see that too. You know, I love to see it. I love to see it all. So I just want to leave you with the encouragement that any of these crazy things that you feel your body needs to have or needs to change about your body, you actually, actually, actually don't. You don't need to change those things in order to feel the way that you want to feel. If you want to feel confident, that comes from your feelings. That comes from your thoughts. That doesn't come from the way you look. Take it from me. Like, I've got people telling me, like, we'll just keep it. All right, I'm just going to be honest. I've got people telling me that I'm beautiful all, all day long. Okay? All day long. And it has kind of always been this way. And I don't see that as this like trophy and prize and idol that I'm clinging to that it's like, yes, this is justifying and validating my existence. People call me beautiful. People find me attractive. It used to though. And when I used to see my value and my worth as what I look like, that really fueled me. That's what kept me going. That's what helped me feel good. But as I've changed the relationship with my body, and this is how you know this works, nothing about my body is different. Nothing about the comments people make are different. But the way I see myself is totally different. Totally different. And my confidence is rooted in the fact that I know my body is for bigger things than just whether or not someone thinks I'm attractive. So it's like, you know, if someone wants to compliment me, that's great. That's like the cherry on top. I love cherries. I'm never going to say no to a cherry. I'm not going to get mad when someone puts a cherry on top of my vegan ice cream sundae. I'm not going to get mad about that, but... It's just the cherry on top. 
I can live without it. I can go without it. I'm not missing it if it's not there. And that's how I want all women to view compliments about their appearance, to view their beauty and to view the way they look is, is that this is just kind of the cherry on top. And I know that it's not always going to be there. That's the other part about it. It's not always going to be this way. I'm not always going to look like this and I know it. And sometimes I still get a little scared of like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a day where I'm going to look old. (laughs) There's going to be a day I'm going to look old. But I want to have created a life and created friendships and relationships and created and cultivated a character within myself that goes beyond my physical body that goes beyond whether or not I'm hot. And who knows? Maybe having that type of character and that type of swag and that type of perspective into my 70s is going to make me a hot old lady. I don't know. It's possible. That's what's really attractive. I mean, this is kind of a different topic, but like what people are actually genuinely attracted to is your spirit, your character your sense of humor, how you treat other people. Your initial physical attraction is is like part of it, I guess. But true attraction is so much deeper than that. And that's what I focus on. I focus on serving my body. I focus on keeping myself healthy. And when you do that, all these other small things that culture makes you feel like you need to have or need to change in order to be attractive, in order to be a woman. It's just like, you know, I can see through that. I don't need that. That's not how I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to spend my money, just not on those products. I'm going to spend time doing something, but it's not going to be laying down with my eyes closed for three hours while someone glues things to my eyelashes like that's I'm, I'm not I'm, no like imagine the time like time is your most valuable asset and if you are doing that it's like ah just not something I would do I'll put it like that this has been confidently she I am Rebecca Biggie thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope that one or two of the things I said over the last 30 minutes helped you see something differently hit home for you helped you feel better or at least made you laugh I don't know but I'm honored you chose to spend this time with me today and I can't wait to chat with you again in the next episode